It's the state of Victorian trots racing and the people who drive the sport. You're one out, one back. And a very good morning from Andrew Cuse. Welcome to the latest edition of One Out, One Back for Harness Racing Victoria on RSN927 and our social media as well. Coming up on the program, we'll check in with Kima Frenning, find out when Buster Brady is next back on the uh, track. Also, what a terrific story uh, is uh, continuing to take place for the Trotter Well Defined. Made it four wins in a row this week at uh, Terang off the back of Bort last Sunday. Kate Hargraves will take our call. We'll look forward to the Oyen Cup meeting next weekend. It's RSN 927's One Out, One Back. We start the program by catching up with the uh, Chief Executive of the Melton Tapcourt Park uh, venue, of course, because it's the City of Melton Plate Night next Saturday. And Gail Harvey takes our call on RSN 927's One Out, One Back. Good morning to you, Gail. Good morning, Andrew. How are you? Doing okay. You have a lot of special uh, nights out there, but this, of course, is a link with the local township that you are based at. So I guess we should say off the back, uh, this plate night, a bit of history and how important for the uh, club. Absolutely, yeah. We're always delighted to have the um, Melton Plate here. It's uh, it's 30th year this year. Wow. So that's very exciting. She's mm. a lot of history. I didn't realise it was uh, that uh, long in sort of uh, historic nature. That is a, uh, already a bit of tradition taking place, isn't it? It is, definitely, and we're fortunate enough to have um, the winning um, owners and the sash and the pictures and things from that first race um, with us on Saturday night, so that's very exciting, the Mullen family. Well, it's a big night for four-year-old and five-year-olds at the uh, track coming up. You've got the Quest for Success Stampede, um, the Group 3 Allied Express Jody's Babe, mm-hmm. uh, the Victoria Size Classic, the Group 3, uh, Scotch Notch Memorial for the Trotters. So a lot of variety. The The Stampede's an interesting race, isn't it? It's, uh, it is uh, certainly different. It's always one of the most popular races that we have on that night. Yeah, it's always a lot of excitement with that one, and the council, of course, love it. So all our councillors and local people will be here for that night, which is really good. They probably say, why are the other races so long, Gail? <laughs> what, uh, yeah, if, if they don't come along that often, they might say, well, what's going on? The other races are quite long. <laughs> that's true, that's true. We just have to fit them all in. Terrific. Um, yeah. Well, tell us, um, it's free entry, of course. That's, it is uh, free entry, yep. yeah. So um, we've also got a night market this time um, and some kids' activities. So we always try and do things to encourage the local community to attend um, Melton Plate. We've historically, in the last few years, not had the best weather on these nights, so we're hoping this year we'll turn around and we'll have a great night and we'll get lots of people here to see the races and you know, do the night market and just enjoy the lawn and the atmosphere that's here. Well, the night market's a, a very good uh, thing to do because people love markets, they love those sort of gatherings, and uh, how do you, as a race venue, decide to have people come along as vendors? How... What's the process there in in having that to take place? Yeah, look, we went out to um, the council and received a list of uh, known stallholders that they knew about, and we attended a few of the events that were held in um, other suburbs, and we also used our social media networks and went out to them and just invited people to come along. Um, They have to have uh, an insurance, but other than that, we're not really charging them to be here for the first one. And then if it's successful, we'll continue it as part of um, the Melton Plate moving forward and 
yeah, I'm sure we'll, you know, gather more crowds as we go on and encourage more people to come along. Yeah, because I, I guess it's uh, one thing to decide to have a market, but it's another to get them there. In the, I didn't know whether, Gail, because it's in its infancy, whether you were having your staff this week bake as many cakes and make jam as they could. <laughs> um, if I think if I told my chef that on the back of what was already going to be a busy night, I might have a mess. Exodus, actually. Oh, there you go. I'll oh, get some of the, the um, Tabcorp Park uh, venue to, what, bake up cakes and then wrap them in cellophane and so on. And, uh... <laughs> no, no. We've actually got other people who run stores. I think we've got candles and jewellery and all plants and all kinds of things that are going to be here. So all new items. So it should be a lot of fun. Terrific. i to try and escape for a little bit and go and have a look myself. All right. So those that know the venue, whereabouts will you be setting this up? The... Uh, this will all be on the lawn area in front of our hotel. Terrific. So um, we try not to take away from the um, home straight and the viewing um, opportunity there. So it'll be down on the lawn on the left-hand side. And yeah. have you had a chance to reflect on how successful IDA team was for you in the summer of glory, of course? Yeah, yeah, look, we have. But, um, it was a very busy time, obviously, and we're still, you know, basking in what was a fantastic carnival. Um, you know, the, the media exposure alone was fantastic for the sport. Um, and obviously the profile for our industry and our drivers and trainers and horses. So I think it attracted a different crowd, which is always great for our industry. And Summer of Glory was, you know, on the back of that, which was fantastic. It's always been one of my favourite events. But um, I think ID18 now uh, surpassed that somewhat. Yep. Now, great success, although going forward, I'd like to see a market there. Um, oh, would you like a market there? We well, uh, I, my, my wife markets, food trucks, anything like that. I think that's the way to go. I think it's terrific that race venues are starting to do this more and more because, uh, well, a great example would be in thoroughbred racing away from Harness. The Mornington yeah. Racetrack, which is out my way, has one of the most popular markets. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure if you're aware of that. Yeah. So so these markets are, are a great source of people coming along already. If you can combine that with a race meeting like you're doing, I think yeah. it's a, a terrific way to go forward. A hundred percent, I agree. We're always trying to do um, new things to attract different people to come along and experience harness, and then hopefully they keep coming for every other event that we do here. So I will consider a market for Inter-Dominion next time we have it. That's not a bad idea. Well, there you go. Gail Harvey, thanks for taking the call this morning. My pleasure. Have a great Saturday night coming up. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's RSN 927's One Out, One Back. Gail Harvey there from uh, Tabcourt Park, Melton. So free entry uh, this Saturday for the city of uh, Melton Plate. Some high-quality racing and the market there as well and lots of things to do. So a terrific reason to get out there to uh, the home of Harness Racing in Victoria next Saturday. Next Sunday is the Oyen Cup meeting in Country Harness as our cups continue and, uh, of course, um, they have their meeting on Sunday. I caught up with club president Max Jardine a few days ago. Yeah, hi, Andrew. How many years now since you returned at Oyen for your cup meeting? Because uh, you did hold meetings at, meetings at Mildura, did you not, for quite some time? Yes, from 2005 to 2012, we raced in Mildura. Had eight meetings a year up there and one at Melton. But um, and then we were given our cup meeting back in, and our first meeting back at Oyen was in 2012. Right, so been a few years back now. No place like home. Um, before we talk about uh, your cup this Sunday, the 24th, uh, you actually do have another meeting. It's uh, smack bang around winter. You have that have that in June, don't you? Yeah, which is good time of the year for up here, being dry and that's always nice weather. And June's probably been a rural area. June probably suits us best. 
like uh, the farmers who have got their crops and that in by then. So June right. is a perfect time of the year, really. Well, obviously, as we know, March can still be pretty hot, but they're totally far apart, different times of the year. Do you like it like that? Would you prefer them to be closer so there's almost a bit of a, a flow-on effect? But you've got one when it can be pretty hot in March, one around winter and so on. Two very different dates for just two meetings a year. No, they work out good because March, sort of everyone's sprayed and ready for cropping and they usually start cropping in April so and go through to the end of, or sort of the end of uh, May. So March and June, the two best times of the year to have them. Right. All right, well, let's just remind people about your uh, meeting coming up. It's a day meeting, of course. You don't... Uh, uh, have lighting there for racing where you just race in the daytime and the feature is the uh, Greg's Electrical Oyen Pacing Cup. We should give them a sponsor. Is uh, Are they a local company in Oyen, are they? Yes, they are. And um, in 2005, when we got shifted to Mildura, closed down at Oyen, we, we couldn't find a sponsor for our cups and Ronnie Greg from Greg's Electrical was good enough to, to jump in and help us out and they've been with us ever since. Right. So, I notice on your card you don't have a trotting cup. Do you run that in June or you don't have a trotting cup at your club at all? No, we don't. We we used to run our trotting cup at our mountain meeting, but um, we we done away with, when they took the mountain meeting off us, right. we um, done away with the trotters cup because okay. yeah, it would be too hard to get them up here. And you mentioned um, the fact that you raced at Mildura for quite a few years when you couldn't race at Oyen. Is that the link that keeps you with some of the sponsors? Because I do notice that the Mildura Council are sponsoring a race. Um, there's also a few other Mildura sponsors. It's, I, know, I know it's not that far, but it's still a bit of a distance. Uh, Mildura connections to your meeting at Oyen still continue? Yeah, yes. Um, with the Mildura Rural City Council, um, we get grants. You know, they we often get grants every year and that through them. So we pay them back by giving them a race and and like, um, I think we're one of the few clubs where every race has got a inscribed rug to the winning owner. And this year, with um, Pet and Produce stock feeds at Mulgara, they've donated five sets of hobbles. So there's five races with um, sets of hobbles to the leading or to the right. winning trainer. So yeah, every race has got a rug, and five of them have got hobbles. So. And another sponsor, Pet and Produce Mildura, the Zilco Harness Pace. Uh, that's a, an interesting race because any horse in that field has to have had at least five race starts in the local region at Mildura, Oyen, Swan Hill. So that's a good way of encouraging horses to stay in the region to race. That's right. And um, not only that, uh, the other races with the hobbles, most of them, uh, you know, the COs and that, that um, C1s like, the chance they'll be won by locals at shop at Pet and Produce. So, so that, that's uh, mainly why they're on them races. Terrific. All the best with your meeting, uh, Max. Let's hope it's a, a terrific day for your club and the Oyen region. And uh, thanks for taking the call this morning. Thanks very much, Andrew. It's RSN 927's One Out, One Back. Max Jardine, Club President, Oyen Harness Racing, their cup next Sunday. You're with Andrew Cuse, this week's edition of One Out, One Back. Joining us on the program is uh, Kima Frenning. Good morning, Kima. Good morning. How are you? Doing okay, and so is Buster Brady. We thought we might check in to see about the plans for your terrific horse. Um, first of all, in terms of the... Uh, Country Cups Championship, uh, 
when were you aware that there was a nice um, prize at the end of the rainbow, maybe, for the best horse? Um, yeah, I've always sort of been aware of it. And then uh, when he uh, went out and won his couple of cups, it sort of uh, became more of a goal <laughs> than a dream. So, yeah, um, he's uh, he'll go to uh, Horsham at the end of the month for their cup and, uh, yeah. Well, he's uh, 22 points, five cups remaining. San Carlo in second on 16, perspective third on 14. Um, I'm not sure, I guess, uh, who knows? You you might win with 22 points. You might win with uh, two more cups needed. Who knows? Um, it's a bit sort of hard to gauge, doesn't it? Yeah, it is for sure. You know, um, there's a lot of nice horses going around in the in the country cups at the moment. And, uh, yeah, hopefully we can uh, hopefully we can hang on. So um, you've had a pretty good run of things lately, haven't you? Just you've been well-travelled, well done on the Tasmanian Cup win last weekend aboard Shelby Bromack, and I think you were in Queensland the weekend before, so you're doing a lot of travelling. Yeah, I am. I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's good to uh, uh, travel around a bit and um, to be able to drive in the different states. It's, uh, it's a really good experience. Had you driven much in Tassie since you've been in our country? No, this is, was my first time. Uh, yeah, first time since I came over. And, well, good way to have a first time there with Shelby taking out the cup. What did you think of the win? Yeah, I was really, really excited. He um, uh, got a bit nervous after the heat because he wasn't, really, he wasn't pacing great. And, uh, yeah, just um, just wasn't at his best. But then uh, the A came over and he, he shot him differently and uh, did a couple of gear changes and... Uh, yeah, it, it worked out well. And uh, what brought you to Queensland the weekend before? Um, uh, there was a um, female driver championship, so I was actually invited to uh, represent Victoria, which was, um, and you know, a great experience. And I'm really um, appreciative and proud to uh, that they chose me. Kima Frenning, our guest. So, um, so. You're looking at the Horsham Cup, which is at the end of the month, I think in a couple of weeks. That would be the next target for Buster Brady. Yep, yep, that's where he's going to go. He's had a little freshen up. He's at the water walker. He'll come back tomorrow. And, uh, you know, um, all things being well, that's that's where he's going, yeah. Are you inquiring with the connections and trainers of San Carlo and perspective just to see if they're racing again, uh, given they're the next in the uh, tally for the championship? No, no, I haven't done that. We'll just have to see how it all pans out. Cody said to ask you what it would mean to win the bonus. Uh, would that be a, a huge boost? Uh, because um, um, I think it's 15000 to the owners and 10000 straight to the trainer. That's straight into your pocket. Yeah, that would be, be a great uh, little um, addition. You know, it would be, uh, be awesome to win. And, you know, just to, not, not just about the money, you know, to win... Country Cup Championship is pretty special as well, so it'd be um, it'd be great to win. But yeah, there's still a couple of Country Cups left to go, so we'll we'll see how we go. Kim, all the best. It's a terrific story, and uh, let's hope um, that uh, maybe even add another cup or two to the uh, tally would continue the uh, dream run. Of course, you're having with uh, your horse there, and uh, thank you for taking the call today on uh, One Out One Back. Kima Frenning there talking about. Uh, Buster Brady returning most likely in the Horsham Cup later this month. It's RSN 927's One Out, One Back.
Andrew Hughes talking harness racing, part of our RSN 927 coverage of the sport. Down the outside, well defined. Kai Valley Finn, Amita Parisian Amore, well defined with a late run. Then Chris Good Kiosk, Kai Valley Finn, well defined. It's going to flash late and get it. Well defined on the line. Has come with a run, remains unbeaten for Kate Hargraves and Alex Ashwood. Well, that was well defined, winning on Tuesday night at Terang at more than 20 to 1 in the trotting final there. We were going to catch up with Kate Hargraves, the trainer, to talk about well-defined making it three wins in a row last Sunday, winning the opening race at Bort. But now we add the Tuesday night feature at Terang to that tally. And Kate Hargraves takes our call on one out, one back. Uh, Good morning, Kate. Congratulations. Well done with the horse. Thanks very much. It was all very exciting. Well, um... Last weekend it bought the horse was odds-on favourite around even money, I think, or dollar ninety or so, but to rang in this uh, Group 3 Trotters final was more than 20 to 1, so um, a lot of people out there suggested it was going to be a surprise. Were you surprised? Uh, I actually wasn't surprised. Um, I know it was a, a pretty big step up in grade for him, but I have a pretty big opinion of the horse and I know what he's capable of, so I sort of had this feeling all day that, um, if he could step away and sort of be up the front end of the field, that he was probably a pretty big chance. So I wasn't surprised. Um, but, yeah, I know a lot of pe- other people would have been. <laughs> now tell us about the horse. It's had an interesting uh, um, career so far. I think it was with you to start, then it went to the Bain Stable, and now it's back with you. So a little bit about the history of Well Defined, and it has travelled through stables. Yeah, we... Um, Alex actually spotted him over in New Zealand, so um, we bought him from over there, and um, then my brother, he bought him. So um, we had him. He came from New Zealand, and we thought, sort of thought we'd send him to Adelaide um, to sort of go through his T-grades over there. Um, you know, a bit weaker company. Things are a bit easier, but um, things sort of went a bit wrong for him over there, um, not to the fault of Aaron Bain or anything, but it just didn't work out. So we just put him out for a really long spell, which I think he needed. Um, and then he came back to me, and he was ready to go. Now, Chris Alford was aboard uh, Well Defined last weekend, I think in the opening race at Bort when it won, as I said, as the clear favourite. But your partner, Alex Ashwood, was on the horse on Tuesday night uh, at the Big Odds. So um, he normally drives the horse? Yeah, Alex normally drives all of our horses. Um, unfortunately, he couldn't drive him at Bort Sunday because he had been in Tasmania driving Resurgent Spirit in the Tasmania Cup the night before. So um, we got Chris to drive him, and he did a fantastic job. Um, the horse is a little bit iffy away from the stand. So he drove him perfectly and did a, a great job. So four wins in a row. Um, and uh, where to now for Well Defined? I haven't really got anything specific in mind with him. Um, I'm just going to sort of keep kicking him along, and hopefully he can just keep winning, basically. Now, uh, tell us about your uh, role in the sport. We'll talk in a a moment about the fact that you're a primary school teacher, but just in terms of harness racing, um, your partner we mentioned there, Alex Ashwood, uh, I think you've set up a pretty good base now in Bendigo, so you're really making a go of it. I've had a look at some social media, and I know you're pretty proactive on on Twitter and telling people out there if they'd like to get involved with some of the horses that you've purchased and so on. So right now as we speak, how are things going for your business? Quite good. I mean, we've had a really good month. We've got a lot of winners um, compared to what we would normally get. Um, We've got a few nicer horses in the stable. 
Um, so things are going along well, and we've got a lot of new owners to the sport, so that's really exciting for them and for us to have people that have never had anything to do with harness racing coming in on shares with horses and getting a big thrill out of that. So we're always looking for new people to come in with us, and um, Alex and I like to pride ourselves on giving those owners that experience and making them really feel a part of it and letting them come out to the stables and um, basically being as much a part of it as they want to be. So things are going really well and we're just always looking for new owners, always looking for new horses. Fair to say, Alec, uh, um, Kate, that um, uh, having a horse win four in a row, having it win as an odds-on favourite might be impressive, but getting it to win a final at 20-plus to one, uh, nothing like winning to attract interest in your stable? Yeah, definitely. People always take notice when you win and um, they seem to take even more notice if it's a, a race like the Ton team that he won the other night. So it's always nice to be getting winners and to, to be you know out there in, in the media and that for people to take notice. We're chatting to Kate Hargraves, uh, who's a terrific uh, trotter and well-defined and her partner Alex uh, Ashwood, of course, and they're making uh, names for themselves with their base now, Bendigo Way now. I'm not sure how big things can become uh, that you might have to leave your other job because uh, you're a trotting and harness trainer. Your partner is a driver, but what a great um, way to have, well, I was going to say it's a distraction away from harness. Maybe harness is a distraction away from the youngsters, but you're a primary school teacher, uh, Kate. Yeah, yeah, I'm a primary school teacher and have been for the last five years, so I juggle, you know, training the horses and teaching the kids. Um, but like you said, they're both a distraction from the other if one's stressing me out. So it works out pretty good. So this is in Bendigo. And what grade? Grade two, is that correct? Yeah, I've got a nice little group of 20 grade twos. Okay. Country townships are small places compared to maybe suburbia. Are there any connections either through parents or uh, uncles or aunties or cousins of any of the youngsters in your class that have ownerships with horses that you uh, train or maybe down the track? Um, no, none of them really have any connection to harness racing, but I do talk about the horses a lot, and the kids, they like to watch replays if the horses win, and they um, they like to talk about the horses. So who knows, maybe down the track they could be future owners. So of a morning, are you up early for a few hours with the um, horses before you get to school and the kids are well aware you're doing that? How do you juggle your day? Um, yeah, I get up quite early to help Alex out with the horses for a few hours in the morning. Um, and then from there I head off to work. Uh, so it, it is tiring and it's long days, but when you're getting winners like we're doing, it's a lot easier to get out of bed, and I do enjoy it. I enjoy getting up and um, doing the horses first thing in the morning. It's a good start to the day. And um, I guess there's a pretty good chance that some of the youngsters might have families on the farm or, or in that region that would be horse people, would they? Yeah, um, I'm I think a lot of them sort of live in the city. I don't think there's right. any horsey sort of families about. But um, Any of them claim to have been riders just yet? Have any claimed that they ride horses? No, none of them have None. <laughs> well, how far down the track before you take them for a tour of the stables and that and go and meet the horses that their teacher looks after? Oh, well, that could be an option. I could take them there for an excursion for the day. Well, they're still pretty young, but at lunch hour with the other teachers, is there any teacher that's coming up to you, Kate, say, hey, Kate, Kate, well-defined, will it win at 20 to 1 at Tarang uh, or so on? Are they are the other teachers uh, harness followers or becoming so? They're sort of becoming so. They um, are always sort of asking, you know, for any tips that I've got or if any of my horses are running, and they're all keen for a night out at the Bendigo Trots one night. So it's certainly stirring a bit of interest within the staff, which is always good. 
I mean, are we claiming? Can't do you think you're the only licensed trainer that's also a teacher, let alone a primary school teacher in in this state? Um, I'm not sure. I think, yeah, I think I probably am. No, it's a great uh, double. It's a challenging double because so much work. We often hear about the uh, efforts that teachers make, sometimes uh, with no um, uh, reward, but uh, it's uh, well, well done. And congratulations on well-defined. And um, let's hope it's a, uh, well, five in a row maybe coming up sometime soon. But for now, enjoy that. Hey, Kate, all the best. We'll let you get back to um, marking off the homework and uh, getting the horses prepared again. It's a great Great life you're living at the moment, and well done. Final question, down the track, maybe it's too tough a question, but um, what will give you more satisfaction at the end of the year? Uh, wins on the harness track or all of your grade twos passing their school year with flying colours? Oh, I'm not sure. That's actually a really <laughs> tough one. <laughs> I'd like to say both. Both will happen. And I think that's the correct answer. Kate Hargraves, terrific story. Well done with Well Defined. Well done in your uh, job too. I think it's terrific. Uh, you're combining both. And thanks for taking the call this morning. Thanks very much for having me. It's RSN 927's One Out, One Back. Kate Hargraves, what a great story that is indeed. A successful trainer and also a successful teacher in grade true uh, primary in Bendigo. What a great uh, juggling act that is. Um, big challenge, but she's doing it well. Uh, thanks to Kate. Our thanks to uh, Kima Frenning for being on the show today. Also, of course, to the team at Oyen, Max Jardine, and also to uh, Gail Harvey from Tapcor Park, Melton. Don't forget that big night coming up, the City of Melton uh, plate with the markets and lots of things to do. Get along this weekend. This has been One Out, One Back for Harness Racing Victoria on RSN 927. Thanks for listening. Want to hear One Out, One Back again? Head to iTunes, our Facebook page and the podcast page at rsn.net.au.